This is dinner with the band. Multiple. Dinner with the band. I'm Ave and I'm the production director here at KCSU Fort Collins. Shout out to the Music District for allowing us to have this space and have some dinner. And now we're just gonna go across and discuss a little bit about hip hop, so. Introduction still? Yeah. Sweet. My name is Kubala. Um, I am a musician doing a residency here the next few days at the Music District. Um, here to work on some new recordings, community, playing some shows, a benefit for Puerto Rico, seeing family, the whole nine yards. Nice. So I'm just kind of soaking it up, doing a class tomorrow with these guys sitting to the right of me, taking a class of sampling class. Yep. So I need to learn some things so I can go back home and be a genius <laughs> in Portland. It's gonna take some time, but I'm glad to be here. So thanks for inviting me. Absolutely, thanks for being here. Yeah, absolutely. Cool, so I'm Cody Marsden, uh, one half kind of, DJ producer, lover of hip hop. Like you said, we're doing a sampling workshop tomorrow and it's gonna be a lot of fun here at the district. Hope some people come out and we're also blessed to share some shows that Kubala invited us on this week and stoked about that. I'm Corey, I'm uh, the other half of kind of musician and hip-hop artist, local producer, CSU alumni, and uh, we have a tenant space here at the Music District, so we're kicking off Hip Hop History Week here, and we're happy to bring some hip-hop and some hip-hop knowledge and discussions to the local Northern Colorado community and beyond this week. So yeah. Awesome. I'm Jamal, uh, AKA Boss Eagle, local hip hop artist as well up here, an entrepreneur on a company called 8199 Entertainment, storytelling through film, fashion, and music. I uh, also went to CSU, CSU alumnus as well, and had my debut album coming out on November 18th, my birthday, called the Firebird Album, and having a album release party the day before on November 17th at the Student Center Theater here at CSU. So I'm really excited about that and happy to be here tonight. So thanks for having me. So to start the conversation, it's always good to discuss top five for the sake of time. Narrow it down to top three. Also for the sake of Hip Hop History Month, you know, getting a little historical. Who are each of your top three rappers or top three producers? One or the other you can choose. Nice. So we can go around the table. MC Light, okay. Big L, and Kendrick Lamar. Okay. So I'll probably go the producer route. For me, I'd have to say DJ Premier, mm. High Tech. That last one's extremely hard. For sample-based hip-hop, I mean, I'm probably gonna have to kick it old school to Dr. Dre. I guess all mixed producers and artists, going off of the premiere thing, I really loved Gangstar growing up, so I love producer MC duos. Um, I really loved Coining Linguist growing up a lot and the production side that Nell brought to the table and yep. the lyricism that they were able to encapsulate and kind of carve out their own sound in hip-hop. And uh, Zion I and uh, Amp Live yeah. as a pair, Zumbi and Amp Live. Mm -hmm. Zion I is one of my bigger influences that got me into writing and, and listening to hip-hop back in the day, so yeah. I'm gonna go with Weird Al Yankovic for rap. Uh, <laughs> yes. No, I'll just play. Just eat it. Yeah, right. Now, um, my my favorite rapper of all time is Biggie. I think I have an affinity for storytelling, and I think Biggie was probably one of the best storytellers. I think just the vivid way that he was able to craft his stories, the imagery, and then swinging on the other side of the coast. I mean, I. I grew up on Pac too, you know what I mean? So, and Pac was really, I mean, I think the big thing about him was, you know, just that delivery. I mean, it's just like nobody delivered like Pac, you know what I mean? Just when he, when he just would just go in, you know? And so I love that. And I'll probably mix it up too and throw a producer in there. There's, there, there are probably a lot of, a lot of folks that, that obviously that you could put up there, but um, I like Timbaland. 
Yeah. I do. Yeah. I just yeah. underrated. I, I, you know what I mean? Like I just, you know, and especially I think as I've gotten older and stuff too. Like when you hear some of the older stuff, like I think you really appreciate it. His own kind of trademark stuff that he would do that you know you probably missed when you were younger, and you just kind of like, oh, it's cool. That's Aaliyah singing on that or whatever. But then you like you listen to it, and you're like, oh man, like that's that's pretty dope. You know what I mean? Like as you can appreciate stuff a little bit more as you yeah. you know get older and stuff. So those would probably be three of the top, okay. you know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah, yeah. the list yeah, goes on, yeah. It's yeah. so a hard question to answer. Yep. So now I'd like to go into how each of those artists have influenced you. You can choose one or two or all three about how they have individually influenced your styles. Growing up, my mom, I'm the youngest of five, and my mom had me when she was 19. And so I got a lot of musical influence from her and just what she was listening to. And still to this day, she'd, she'll quote MC Light, just be rapping around the house. And so for me, she's a strong female, a strong black female. And that's inspiring to me to be able to talk about the things that you're going through and have it be an empowering. And she's still relevant. She's still making music. And so that's something that I really admire in her. And so that gives me kind of that insight and that strength to continue pushing my music even when my back's against the wall and I feel like everything's against me and it's like you're not getting the time you need to, to be creative and put music out but you're still there because you're doing all these other things that really matter and those small things. She also DJed for herself as well. That's something that I had done at one point and, and just being able to be multifaceted on the stage for me is like being multifaceted on the court and I played college basketball and so to be able to play these different positions and stay creative and transfer that over into the music world uh, means a lot to me I'll say uh, on a short note Big L that's a you know that's a life that for me that's like hearing watching belly you know seeing this life that you never knew you know or never knew about and someone else is going through this and I'm I grew up in this area so I never experienced uh, anything like that on that scale to say that this stuff is not happening here in this community there's been plenty of tragedy here and murders unsolved murders and it's and it continues we, I have a friend whose dad was murdered a couple years ago and they still haven't found that person and that was in Loveland I think seeing it from or hearing it from a different perspective and someone's stories and their music the storytelling you're like wow that is appeals to you so then his delivery and his freestyle is, <laughs> is insane you know and it's raw you know that was a era when you just said whatever and I mean some of those things were against the very people that I am the LGBT community you know what I mean and that's just a way that's something that was happening and it still happens I think it's transitioned now now you don't hear people so much being derogatory towards gay males now it's turning into oh I could get a lesbian to sleep with me kind of thing you know what I mean so it's bouncing back and forth but these artists in that era were still relevant to me because they were raw you know you were gonna battle you were gonna freestyle you were just gonna get ripped up you know, you have to, you kind of have to have your ish together to do that. <laughs> Kendrick Lamar, he's creative. I love how much time he's spent crafting and shaping uh, I mean, just doing, really, because it sounds like this is just how he does, you know? And so he, to be able to write this amazing album, which I thought, damn, was great, you know, all the way from the lyrics to his cadence, to what he's talking about, and then the videos, you go online and watch some of those videos, and you're like, wow, this is dope. You can see where it relates to certain movies. X, uh, XXL, that track is amazing, because it starts out one, like, and then how he, like, the beats, you know what I mean? And, and just transition from here, and then into another style of beat and it just keeps going 
and I loved it. I, I thought it was great. It was very creative. Um, I think it's like bringing the underground to above ground kind of attitude and and still has that appeal of that's a life that I don't really know. Yeah, that is Dam's an awesome album. She's the one that sent it to me. He was like, you got to listen to this. And yeah, I listened front to back and I have to agree. It's awesome to see the progression that he's been able to do. But yeah, for me, like DJ Premier, like Corey said, uh, I love that producer MC duo. It's really cool to see what him and Gru were able to do and go in 50-50 and just spearhead it together. But him as a producer, I love like him as a DJ too because he gets so hype on stage. I've always loved that. And him as a producer, he's like super unique in the way that he finds really weird or obscure samples and then flips them into something that could be even, you know, just uplifting from something dark or vice versa. But for me, like he almost crafted that classic New York boom bap sound that I just and a lot of people love. For high tech, I think he was from Cincinnati, but he, you know, very boom bappy, a lot of soulful stuff though that I love uh, the way he flips samples and just some of the songs that he's had a lot of female artists on it too like he's got that side that's really soulful and then he's got some grimy raw hard-hitting beats too uh, so I really like that diversity that he's got for Dre obviously the producer MC combo the chronic was an album like I grew up listening to and really influenced me obviously 2001 as well and everything else he's done but you know nwa and everything he's done in his career is really incredible and definitely something to strive for absolutely and the co-sign with dre is like everything yeah. that begins your career yeah. kendrick anderson pack snoop eminem oh yeah mr big one same here i think uh kind of what gravitated cody and i together was before we ever met we had that shared that love for like the producer MC combo uh, where you could just design your own sound and you're not gonna sound like anyone else and you can shape your craft and do your own thing with it. We've been very fortunate enough to do all our own production in-house and all our own, make all our own, all the music we've released doesn't really have an outside production influence so it gives us a chance to actually craft a sound that hasn't been done before, you know, and try to create our own thing, taking influence off of what we grew up on, what got us into it in the first place. But Zumbi, Zion I, Amp Live, they released Mind Over Matter, I believe, in 2001. And I was like 12 or 13 at the time when that came out. And that that album changed my the music I listened to in general. Like, I grew up a lot on classic rock and things that my, my father would listen to and like soul and different Frank Sinatra and stuff that my grandparents would listen to. And uh, they just had a energy and a message about their music that really resonated with me a lot more positive you know so it was good for me I was going through a time in my life where I needed like some of that positivity and some of that outlook and I found a lot of that through hip-hop yeah cunning linguist no as a beat maker he's he's just insane he's influenced me in making production and in my last solo album I tried to you know go take a step back from making such aggressive and not angry music, but just like, I was speaking on a lot of political topics on the previous projects before that, and I guess, you know, pulling like an early day MERS and just being a little too forward and like aggressive in my music, and it gave me a chance to step back and make some more ambient style beats and some 
things with Cody that we hadn't done before, tone it down and really speak on some personal topics and create a whole different thing sonically. So I know that I took influence from some of their classic albums, like A Piece of Strange and some different things like that, and really wanted to craft something that could be not as intense or designed like for the live performance, but designed for just the message and the music that it was. So very sample based, so yeah. For me, um, I guess I'll start with, with Biggie. I mostly grew up here in Colorado, kind of like Denver metro area, but I'm originally from south of Chicago. And uh, probably my favorite, <laughs> probably my favorite Biggie song is Juicy. And, you know, I just love how he starts off, you know, just kind of like talking and just kind of sharing that little bit about his life and everything. And then when you listen to that song, it's just, you know, it's, it's a song about starting from nothing, you know what I mean? And then becoming something and, and kind of having that same, the same feeling, you know what I mean? And that just that belief that, you know, anybody can be anything, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter if you grew up, you know, like a lot of us African-Americans, <laughs> we grow up without a father and, you know what I mean? And, you know, and just, in, you know, growing up in poverty and different things too. And so you, music in general, but sometimes I think for, for those of us who grew up on hip hop too, like there's there's that, you identify a lot of times with, with the people who are rhyming because you're like, yeah, like, somebody else gets me, you know what I mean? Like somebody else has been through it too, somebody else understands. And so I think that's where, again, you know, obviously I can't identify with everything that Biggie talked about, you know what I mean? They've been through, you know, different lives and stuff, but a lot of it, again, you know, just kind of that, that struggle and just those things like were really, really resonated with me. And then, and then, you know, I think, you know, with Pocket, a lot of it is probably just like, I think, we t you know, you tend to be drawn to people who, who exude confidence and stuff like that, too. And I don't think there's, you know, I mean, like, you can't talk about confidence without talking about Tupac, you know what I mean? And just like, he wasn't like the biggest guy or anything like that, you know what I mean? But like, he just, you know, when he came in, he just, he just did. And so I think that there's, there's definitely there's like a, there's a connection to just kind of his presence, his persona and that, you know, and, and, and also, you know, he wasn't just always super aggressive. I mean, probably one of my favorite songs of Pac is Dear Mama. And and that was just like, you're like, oh my goodness, you know what I mean? But it was raw and it was real. Like he talked about his mom being, you know, being on crack and stuff like that too. Right. But it was like, you know, but then also I love what he says, you know, he goes, even as a crack fiend mama, you always was a black queen mama. You know, he said, I finally understand for a woman it ain't easy trying to raise a man. And I think again, especially, you know, growing up in a single mother home, like you, those types of things resonate like, okay, like it gives you a different perspective. Even again, maybe as you hopefully get a little bit older and stuff too, and you realize things you're like, wow, like, yeah, you can, you can you maybe kind of see it from a different perspective and sometimes the music helps you do that to help you see like you know even from my mom's own perspective of raising six kids by herself you know what I mean and, and those things so there's a lot that I think in the message in the lyrics that you're able to say like wow okay like I can I can identify with that and then um with with Timbaland, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a producer, um, but you know, so I respect. <laughs> I think as hip hop artists, got much love for y'all. You know what I mean? But I think one of the things that I that I absolutely, and and not that Timbaland's the only one, but just see, being able to see him, like you know, produced for so many different types of artists across the board and his versatility and everything. Like I remember, if I'm not mistaken, this was like years and years and years ago, Timbaland was on the old TRL, like when Carson Daly used to host it. And I remember like he was, they were like, it was like when NSYNC and all were like really big and he had mentioned something and he's like, yeah, he's like, I could work with him or whatever. And then now to see all those years later, like him and Justin Timberlake are like, you know, joined at the yeah, hip kind of yeah, thing. And it's, and it's cool. Cause like, you know, Timberland's still Timberland, you know what I mean? But in, in, in his own uniqueness, like, and, and he, you know, not really changing who he is, like still him and, you know, especially with, like with him and Justin Timberlake or him and Nelly Furtado or whatever, they've he's adapted to kind of who they are because they had their own followings and their own audience too. So you don't want to, you don't want the audience to lose 
that those people that came up with them, but it, but it creates this unique sound that kind of brings in the people who probably maybe weren't Justin Timberlake fans, and now they're like, oh my goodness, you know what I mean? They hear the music and they're like, this is dope, and then you know what I mean? Now the people who were grew up on NSYNC and stuff maybe didn't know about Timberland, and then over the years they've they've gotten to know more of his music because of his work with Justin, and so I just I think I just really appreciate that that versatility and seeing him, you know, from Aaliyah and Missy Elliott and when he used to do stuff with you know Magoo, Timberland and Magoo, you know, all the way to you know, working with you know pop artists and stuff too, and 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 still being able to to maintain that that uniqueness in, in who he is. So I just think that's really cool.